Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I'm a boy who looks like Goku, but is definitely not Goku. It's me, Michael, and joining me, a noble frog yearning for vengeance, it's Matt. I do have a name, but please, call me Frog. And a beautiful girl, wait, no, the queen? No, the princess, it's Adrian. You might know me by another name, it's Bulma. (laughs) Yes. Because no, was the other one. We played... Yeah, I was going to say. No, no, no. The other one is Launch. Launch? That's one I don't know. That's uh, Dragon Ball, if you've ever watched that. You know, oh, you're going real back. Fa- real fans will know. No, I was, uh, we'll go through this in a second, because all <laughs> these names make sense in my world of Chrono Trigger, the JRPG from the late 90s, found on the PlayStation 1 and the the DS when it was brought back, and I think the SNES, very late gen SNES. Yeah, and yes. it's on your iOS on your phone, but apparently it's not good. Apparently, so I've been playing on the DS, which is like I can't imagine it being any better port. Like I feel like this is such a good port on the DS. So if you're deciding out there, DS. Is a vote from Matt. I played that version as well, and I, in the lead up, I was reading, and that that one's the definitive one because it brings over the the fantastic animated cutscenes, as well as uh, makes the combat really seamless because you get the dual screens. So that's like the the best one, and so I played that one as well. I played it on SNES. Because I wanted the authentic, real experience. And so I love the story about how they go, oh, Chrono Chrono Trigger is one of the best JRPGs because it's like they combined Final Fantasy and uh, Dragon Ball art and Dragon Quest. And I was like, isn't Dragon... Isn't that... Isn't it the same? Isn't it but better somehow? But I, I do think... I think this is... I've played a little bit of Dragon Quest. Uh, this is better. Well, that's a good way to start. We we should, as always, start by talking about the grind first and how did you guys find the grind? Pretty easy, except for like some little speed bumps. Uh, but I found I was managing to actually grind accidentally like, because it has levels and stuff, and most of the time you're at the level. Uh, but I accidentally ended up getting higher then because I would kind of loop an area or get a lot get lost, and mobs would respawn, and so it suddenly became like a very easy slash brain dead grind. And I found I can't remember what creature it was. I'm very sorry. It would be a very good walkthrough to give, but I found this creature that was very easy to defeat. No text, just mash a and you'll win and it would give you so much xp and so i would just do that i did that for a bit and i've been sitting pretty easy mash a was pretty much my tactic for this (laughs) between between boss battles in terms of the grind right compared to other jrpgs i've played and i've played a few and i've watched a few being played because my partner loves them um I love that you can, A, no random encounters on the overworld. It's beautiful. There are some set encounters, which is fine, but there are also some you can actively try and avoid by walking around them. Yes. So 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 I found this so much fun, but without without having that grind. But I never felt under level. And in fact, I felt overpowered for most of the game. So it got like the, the XP balance just perfect with the system it has i loved it i found that on sort of mini bosses and bosses that would be a challenge but general mobs were quite easy to deal with yeah literally spam a's on the mobs and then you get to the boss which i like it's it's like um everything else isn't really matter until you get to the boss I like that, just to be like, everything else is just your XP buffs, and then you get to the boss, and then you have to think about the mechanic it has and how to fight it. See, my method was just to go, oh, um, like, 
just carry as many ethers or whatever they are elixirs one of the two i forget because that every jrpg has different names for them uh just to get my mana back up and so i'll just go yep lightning two water two or they'll be dead i don't need to worry about them because it hits everything i'm like yep they'll be dead uh you can't quite do that later i don't know how far you got but towards the end some enemies have buffs against certain magic types but I just found spam A, just like sitting there, smashing a button. Just attack, 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 attack as soon as it comes up. For yeah, most of the, the stuff boys. worked. I know the boys you're talking about, that the lightning, yes, did not work. Uh, Fire also doesn't seem to work on uh, robots. <laughs> on robots? That makes some, the, some level of the, sense. Yeah. I, and I sort of, I, I like that you can, you sort of get a feel immediately from the art style is like well this little guy is clearly like he is weaker so i will get rid of him first (laughs) it's like it all kind of it all makes sense was everyone playing in real time because there's two versions of the combat i don't know what the difference was because i wanted so this is one of my gripes with the game is i don't like that if you sit in a menu and you let all your people's times like timers tick up, the enemy will just keep attacking you. So I was like, oh, I change it to turn based or whatever the other option is, not real time. Because I thought then it would be like it'd be like an initiative count, like we take turns. But no, like they just sit there attacking you. So I had this I had this panic in the back of my mind in every fight I went to, where I'm like, I've got to make my decisions as fast as possible. Like scrolling <laughs> through menus too quick and then healing the wrong person and then I'm losing sure- the fight. I'm pretty sure as soon as you go into like attack or tech or item, I'm pretty sure it then pauses or at least goes much slower. But when you're just sitting at those like three options, uh, I I found that yeah the enemies would still kind of do stuff. I don't know what feature I'm on, but I like it. I like this combat. This is good combat. Oh it's yeah, fun, like having to actually think and then yes, be like, All right, I don't know how fast this enemy is going to be, so I need to go. Okay, done. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck, it still attacked me first. Damn it. I like how simple it is, but you can still do some cool stuff. Like all the um, techs with the dual techs and triple techs. Mm, That's, some fun. That's some fun stuff. Where the... I'd only got one triple tech. Yeah, did, did I, anyone... I think I did as well. Okay. Was it... Uh... I can't it remember It was with name. my boys. It well, was with... I want to talk Kono, about... Frog who... and Robot. Oh, okay. Mine was slightly different, but uh, I mained Chrono, Frog, and Marl. Or Marley. Marley. Yeah, Marley was there. Uh, Michael, what did you, what did you main? I mained mostly Kroku, uh, Android 16, no, and God. March. Wait, hang on. Which, so, which one's Android 16? You can't do this to me. <laughs> So let me go through. I want to go through the characters okay. of Chrono Trigger. Uh, we have clearly Goku, who All is right. Chrono. Uh, so sure. he is Kroku. We then have clearly Bulma, who is uh, Luca. Uh, and I named her Lulma. <laughs> and then we have Mal, Marley. And she is she's Launch. See, I so don't I don't think Luca so is enough like Bulma. I think Marl's like Bulma, and then no, 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 Ayla no. is launched. Luca is completely Bulma. She's the inventor. Oh, yeah. maybe in like character, but not in actual design. No, but in looks, oh, she's got the straight hair as well and Ayla the little little launch. skirt. Ayla would be launch, and then uh, the of, is it frog. Is <laughs> is uh, Frollo because he's Piccolo. Oh gosh. Oh, okay. And uh, yes, Android sixteen is the robot. What was his original name? It was Robo. It's just Robo, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's Robo. There we go. Robo. I sw- his designation is like RX six six or something, and she yeah. goes like, "That won't do." And then I immediately change his name to A sixteen. <laughs> A better oh, right. combination. Okay. Uh, um, if if we're doing this, I'm I'm gonna name mine uh, because mine mine had a, took a little bit of thought. Uh, so I've got. Let me actually get up 
my guys. I don't know if I can see them all. Yeah, I want to see their names because I'm going to forget otherwise. <laughs> uh, so I've got the frog. I've called haven't. Uh, the uh, Luca. I've called woo woo, which is w o w o u. Uh, Robo is one. <laughs> Mal is B T for L D Y. Uh, Ayla is Sunday, and Chrono is Bono, and the spaceship is called U two. Because uh, they're all named after you two songs. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't found what I'm looking for. Woe, woe, woe is with or without you. <laughs> one is one. And then there's Beautiful Day and Sunday Bloody Sunday. Because I couldn't resist Bono Trigger. Bono Trigger. <laughs> That's great. That's the real game right there. So you all guys didn't how you guys didn't get near the end because you uh, neither of you talked about the last character you get. No, I killed the last character you get. Oh, okay. No, I did not I did not get super deep into Chrono Trigger. Uh we'll go we'll probably talk about that more beyond the grind uh later in this episode because I I want to sort of address JRPGs as a whole. Okay. Well, to wrap this up for the grind section, I want to say Two third, the first two thirds to three quarters of the game, I felt I didn't feel like I was grinding at all, which felt great. But then right at the end, when you yeah, you just get towards the end of the story, that's when I started to feel like um like it becomes more of a chore to play to the point of I got up to the last fight and then I didn't do it. <laughs> so. Really? Yeah, uh, and there's a reason, and I'll, maybe I'll talk about that after uh, later on. So not that's not to spoil for anyone, but uh, yeah, the f- like first because I was worried a lot with JRPGs, I can just get lost. It, it's probably on me because I'm an idiot. Like, and I was worried that because this takes place over many different time periods, I would be like, where do I go? What time period do I have to go to? But the game was pretty clear in being like, you have to go to this time now and do this, or being good at hints like. You need to go find this red rock. Oh, they used to be around a long time ago. It's like, okay, I go very, yeah. very far back. Um, so it felt pretty well linear, despite the fact that it's open across several time zones. So it never felt like a grind going between those and following the story. But then right at the end, I don't know, maybe it just dragged on a bit. Or it... Uh... The final boy? No, because you can skip. Like that's that's a whole thing on its own, but that's where I stopped. Once okay. you get inside the final boy, yeah, that's that's what I've gotten up to is inside the final boy. But I didn't do that in order. Um, I got inside the final boy <laughs> before I was supposed to, because yeah. it gives you the option. You want to fight the final boy? I was like, yeah, I'll take him, and I got him inside him. Oh well. Uh, it, yeah, because you can do that. You can finish the game very early on if you're if you're daring enough, uh, which I guess makes this game almost like the grind to zero because you can you can skip eighty percent of the game if you're good enough. But if you play the game through its story elements, it's a bit longer, uh, and I don't know. Just the last part really chugged it down and slowed down for me. So, where do we sit then? Is this is this a game for a busy gamer, or is it not? I think it is. I think it definitely, like, why? I'll I'll admit that with uh, my DS, uh, I may have been a bit cheeky, and I added in a feature that isn't in the game where you can um, save anywhere. Because in the game, you can save in the overworld, but if you're in a dungeon, there's a specific save points. Uh, so I was a bit cheeky and I made it so that I could save anywhere. Uh, and I did have to keep multiple saves because sometimes if you saved in the wrong spot when you reloaded, it would actually despawn like the boss that you need to go fight. <laughs> uh, so you like you lock yourself in the game. So I had to keep multiple saves. Uh, and that's a bit cheeky, but I think that was all it like really needed to be the best like the most super um like 
for a busy gamer. Like for me, I was able to go, instead of going, oh, I can't save here because of the thing. I was just like, yep, saved, cool. I'm going to get on with my day. This is, uh, this is a game for a busy gamer. I am surprised by its pacing. It's not as, uh, it doesn't seem as slow as some of the Final Fantasies that I've tried to play in the past. Yeah. Um, and it always, like, it was always surprising me and sort of pulling me along. Um, so definitely a game for a busy gamer. But as we'll explore soon, I don't think it's a game for me. Okay. All right. This is where I'm coming in on this. I'm I'm countering what you guys say. I'm going to say it's not a game for a busy gamer, right? Um, or at least seventy percent of the game is. But it not depends. <laughs> it depends how you value games. If you want to try and finish this game, it's not for a busy gamer. If you want to beat the last boss in, I guess what is like the main like full story kind of thing, uh, it's not. For a busy gamer, but you can get through most of this f- and have a great time. Like, will I say that I've beaten Chrono Trigger? No, and that's because I don't have the time to grind. <laughs> but getting to the last, getting to that part was never a grind. So it's it's in a weird uh, limbo for me. But I'm going to say, if because the aim of a game is to fi- well at least normally the aim of a game like this is to finish you know beat the last boss the answer for me is no not for a busy gamer but let's move into our inventory management now and talk about our next game let's pop in a little bit of a code and spawn some uh spawn some inventory for us to talk about what i there is inventory management in both of these games or are you talking about how how you can spawn uh quick six stars a tank let's have fun with this yes is it six stars did they have six stars i think it's a six Vice stars City? yeah i should know i started it last night and i'm pretty sure, yeah i'm pretty sure it does oh okay cuz i i've not played grand theft auto in a very long time I tried five. The story didn't tickle me. I think Grand Theft Auto died uh, with San Andreas <laughs> and passed the mantle of what I want to uh, Saints Row. And then Saints Row just crashed itself into the ground. Hey, you after. leave Saints Row alone. It is beautiful. No, Saints Row is good. I like Saints Row. Uh, I just think it also killed itself. <laughs> Uh, because, yeah, Grand Theft Auto, very good game. I think it's supposed to be funny, whereas I feel like 4 and 5, and I know that Michael likes 4, and I feel like Adrian thinks 5 is good? I I, I really like 5. Yeah, uh, I think they're boring, because they're like, uh, oh, let's be satirical on the real world. The real world is awful. This game is sad. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I want to be having fun, like in Grand Theft Auto vs. City. Which I ha- actually haven't played. So maybe San Andreas is just the only good game for me. We'll find out. What are you guessing? Looking forward to Vice City. Uh, it's my fondest. It's my fondest memory one. And yeah, it's it's the sweet spot for Grand Theft Auto because so much of it is parody and it's like really well-known references to 80s culture, movies, and that's when it's at the best. Like, if you take GTA Five, yeah, it's a good satire of, like, right now. But it, but I think that nostalgia was... And it's the same for San Andreas. Though, those two are probably the best because of that nostalgia factor. I'll, I'll be interested to play. I've never played... The only... Uh, my brain wanted to say Final Fantasy. GTA... <laughs> I've played in full as an adult <laughs> was GTA 5. The only times I've played the other ones is like at, I was one of those households where you can't have G, you're not allowed to play GTA. So it, it was a treat to play it at other people's houses. Uh, yes, same. So uh, I'm curious to see if this is this holds up. I the test of time. I and I I <laughs> um, against what I know a GTA game to be, which is GTA 5. 
It's going to be very interesting. So if you're at home, want to make sure you don't miss out on that, just set your calendars. It's in a month, kind of. Eh, close. I think we're just going to keep trying to do the whole in one fortnight. We will be doing our between episode, and Extra then side. next fortnight uh, is when we aim to do the game, which still lines up. Should be coming out around the end of March, as this is our March game. So make sure to, if you want to talk to us about Grand Theft Auto Vice City, or if you want to disagree with us on our opinions on Chrono Trigger, maybe I don't know. Maybe you're like. Adrian, take that back. You're just a pleb. If you if you had heard uh, Frogs, he was saying that you could go and get it the thing, so it's easy. Uh, then make sure to check out our Facebook at No Time to Grind Podcast uh, or Instagram at No Time to Grind Podcast. But there's underscores between every word. Or I'm gonna throw this one out here. I've got a Twitter, and Andy follows me. Andy, I'm not going to, like, throw his full identity under the bus in case he cares, but Andy is is a fan of the show. He followed me. I he It's to the point where he's liking my tweets enough that I'm like, he's got to be one of you guys' friends. Uh, but, yeah, so I am at mega underscore Matt underscore X on Twitter. So do that. You can see me whinge about Pokemon and Animal Crossing more. Isn't that good? <laughs> Well, let's bring it back it's to very good. Let's bring it back to Chrono Trigger now. And, <laughs> I feel uh, like you guys are just like, oh, I wish I had a space time machine or just the ability to create a hole in space time so I could get away from Matt's rambling. But I can ramble oh, about Chrono Trigger it. some more <laughs> because I reckon the music in this, and I'm very sad that I had to not hear it as much as I wanted to. Because I would play mostly, again, this is like every episode of this podcast. I had to play on the train, uh, but I listen to music on my AirPods or podcasts on my AirPods. uh, And I'm not able to listen to the music of Chrono Trigger. But the music of Chrono Trigger is so good. The world of Chrono Trigger is so good. This is my same note as Ocarina of Time. But Chrono Trigger, with its music, this is just a point that I want to bring up because I feel like we could talk about in general good stuff forever uh but specifically they have so many moments in this game where the music stops oh yeah and the the tension is there and it doesn't feel like other games if the music stops i'm like somebody forgot to loop that properly but this one it was like something would happen the music would stop and it would be like oh damn uh specifically uh the first time you are supposed to fight the last boy uh there is a specific moment and the music there's just silence and you're like damn how far did you all get to the last boy i think if you're if you've come here you're probably like let's let's talk spoilers because it's hard to not especially with a game that has such a uh a selection of endings how far did you guys get and what was your i'm curious if if it's the kind of endings where different experiences lead to different endings. Um, I got stuck very recently fighting the last boy, so I wanted to look for something to prevent confusion, uh, but I couldn't find anything. The only walkthrough that I could find was, like, you need to be able to move the ship, which I couldn't yet. I can now move the ship, but now this walkthrough is confusing, and I still don't know how to get the helmet. To prevent confusion. Prismatic helmet, where are you? I don't understand. There's a rainbow shell. But then to get to the rainbow shell, I need to... I don't know. But uh, So essentially, I am... uh, Besides trying to look for these helmets, I am right at the big black ship that's appeared in all the time Ah, periods. Black Omen. Yes. Which is optional. Wait, the black omen's optional? Correct. What do I do? Uh, can I just go to uh, the boy? Well, you have a selection of options, and let me tell you my experience, because you'll learn from mine. Uh, so, you know how when you first time you go to the end of the time, and the guy's like, don't don't touch that bucket, son. And then you want to touch the bucket, and he's like, stop that. Yeah, at and some, then you go fight the boy. Yeah, at some point, it yeah, it opens up, and that's the, the way to the last boss, Lavos. Yes. Uh, that's what I knew. So, when I... 
did everything that I knew. And I was I f- was following a guide towards the end because, like I said, it got a little grindy and a little out of con- out of control for me. Uh, it was like, oh, the Black Omen's optional. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I'll just go and fight Lavos then. So I went to the bucket, started the fight. If you go through the bucket, you have to fight Lavos, his shell, which go runs through every boss. It's a boss rush, essentially. You play through every yeah. boss. Uh, he's done. And so I have done that, and I beat that, and I got inside. Okay, from there. so do you want to know? As someone, who, as 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 the people who care about their time and don't have the time to grind, if you get the upgraded epoch from Dalton, so you have the flying epoch, and yep. then inst- and then you go on the dial that changes the times. If you, I'm doing it right now. If you select 1999, <laughs> the apocalypse, you skip. Yeah. There's a cool cutscene, and you skip that entire what? thing. And you crash straight through his shell into the inner, uh, inner lava. Oh, oh, okay. And isn't that annoying? <laughs> it's annoying so, that I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I spent like, like an hour yesterday, like running through those boss fights. And to be fair, they're scaled. They're not scaled. So like, you'll one hit the first one, the first quote unquote boss, which is the dragon thing, and then the next one you like two hit like. They're the, they're the health you had because you can go and fight him from the start. And I tried that just out of curiosity and got like four bit bosses in before dying. But uh, you can skip it all. And I didn't know that. And it was it was annoying because I spent like an hour and then I died. And I was like, oh, that's such a hassle. And then I was looking through it in depth because I was like, should I go through the Black Omen? Because obviously the way you take it on changes the outcome of the ending, which there are like 16 endings to this game. Uh, what? Yeah, there are a variety. So as the story progresses, so like an example, if you find, if you put together the Masamune, but don't find the hero medal or, or the other reverse, whatever comes first, and you fight Lavos before, when you have one of them or when you have both, it changes the ending. I think. Yeah. I think it's just like a different credits roll, for for the yeah. most part. But then that's what I've heard. Yeah. But then there's like if you go through the Black Omen, I think it's supposed to be like the true ending where, um, you like you you heal the Queen and the Zeal people of Lavos's thing, and then you defeat Lavos. Um, but I've. I, oh, sorry. You go. Oh, you can go, and I'll be talking for a little bit. <laughs> I was just gonna say I've read about one ending where um it turns out that through your actions you've kind of rewritten history and instead of humans they're like dinosaur people but that's one that i read only briefly yeah well there's 16 i tried to watch a video but it was like an hour and a half long and i was like ah i give up (laughs) uh but yeah you can skip all of that first half of the fight basically so this was my um experience i was like oh you can do that all right because I'd given up. I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not fighting through all that boss rush just to try and get to the inner and then fight that. I was like, I'm not. I'm happy. I've gotten through, you know, 95% of the game. And then I read that you can break through with the Epoch. And I was like, excellent. I'll try it again. If I can skip all that and go straight to the last fight, perfect. So I watched the cutscene, crashed on through, walked up to the boss, ready to fight. And before I could even get any attacks off, he dropped like <laughs> Doom of the Desert or something. I don't know. Doom of of Gates open, one wipes my entire team, one hit, like 1,200 damage to all of them. And I'm like, okay, I guess I am stopping here. That, (laughs) it was, it was insane. And I looked it up and it's like, oh, yes, he recommended level 50 minimum to fight the boss. And I'm like, I'm like level 35. No. So I think that's where the grind starts to really drag out towards the end when you have to grind. Like, I haven't done any side quests, which... The side quests are opened up and they're like offered up to you at the end. I really liked where if you go after you get the flying epoch and the black omen shows up, you go to the end of time and the guy, the guy there is like, oh, you can go and do this. Like you can go, you know, back in the past is a great power for the Masamune. And then you can go and get like, he basically tells you where to go to get all these, like basically the best items in the game, like any normal JRPG. But he tells you when he lays it all out, it's not like some random quest you have to stumble upon or you have to read about. So I like that, but. If you don't know that, if you just follow the game top to bottom, like I did, which is how I usually play games, and, and JRPGs too, you end up at around level 35, maybe 40, if you don't do any grinding, and you, that's not enough to beat the final boss. That's where I'm like, ah, that's not good enough for a, for a busy gamer. I want to be able to get to the end, not have to grind, beat the boss. 
or at least it can be challenging, but to be one wiped is not not on. So that was my experience, and that's why I was like, ah, oh, not really. Like the end of the game just isn't. But if you're happy to not beat the boss and and quote unquote finish the game, like I've experienced, I think everything the game, well, eighty to ninety percent of what the game has to offer. So I'm happy to say to like dust my hands and be done. Uh, but yeah. if you if you feel that like beating a game requires finishing the last boss, then it is going to be a grind for you. See, I think the grind is the side quests because uh, level 50 uh, doesn't cut it because while you've been talking, I did exactly what you said, flew the epoch into the last boy. Uh, and so my guys are Frog, level 62. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Ayla? Luca, okay, Luca. No, Luca, level 51, and Robo, level 55. Uh, and... Robo just died. Like, yeah, the first attack. I don't know why, but Robo just did 999 damage and he's gone. And I'm like, okay, that's annoying. So I think the grind is going to be... The real grind is if you... Like, I hope you enjoy playing the game because we've got the ending right here. But in order to really do it, you're going to have to go through uh, and get some better gear and armor and stuff. Because that's the thing. I'm, I need the damn helmets. I don't understand how to get them. <laughs> so yeah, that bit. That's why I've said like for eighty percent of the game, it's no grind at all. But I guess, I guess that the developers are happy to be like, you know, if you beat, if you get to the end before you beat Lavos, you've done good enough. But if you want the challenge of finishing the game, you're gonna have to grind. Which, I mean, I would love to, but I just don't have the time. I want, like, I want to move on. I did really enjoy this game. I really enjoyed the combat. I really enjoyed the art style, the look. Like it, it did a lot of things that I, I would you, that I usually hope JRPGs do, like uh, no ra- like random encounters, etc. Uh, and overall, rating this game, I was playing it, and I felt because in the back of my mind this whole time was that discussion of, you know, Chrono Trigger's cited as one of the contenders for best game of all time up against things like. Uh, Legend of Zelda and uh, Witcher 3 or what, whatever else people want to throw up there. And every time I thought about that, I just felt like it was going up. It was it had a little bit of a Link to the Past syndrome for me. When I played Link to the Past, I felt this might just be a fact of, you know, time goes on. It, it's not that it hasn't aged well. It's that other things have done what it does and done it more interesting. Like, it didn't... It was a really well-polished average JRPG. That's all I can explain it. In the same way that Link to the Past felt like a default Zelda game, this feels a default JRPG. Uh, And that's not knocking the game. It's just like, I did did Fire. I did Fire 2. Yeah. Whereas other games, like I feel like I've already experienced what this game has to offer in terms of gameplay... The story is very cool as well, but I don't know if I would put this as like one of the best. Yeah, maybe for the time it was revolutionary. In fact, I would, I would, I wouldn't doubt it at all. But uh, I don't, I don't think it beats that link. Uh, 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 whatever it's called, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. That's yeah, that's completely fair. I think. I think JRPGs in general aren't really our friend, wouldn't you say, Michael? I would 100% agree. Welcome to Michael's time with Chrono Trigger, a fantastic (laughs) game from the late 90s. What a wonderful art style. What a beautiful world. What excellent ideas, what excellently executed ideas they were. Unfortunately, it's a JRPG, and... I don't know what's happened, but I feel like I've swapped with Adrian in this. Uh, <laughs> young Michael loved himself a JRPG. He particularly loved the Pokemon games. But I sat down and I said to my partner the other day, because I've been trying to play this, and I was going like, oh, I've got to play more like Chrono Trigger for the podcast. I was like, I don't think I'm going to finish it. Like I, don't fin- like, I didn't finish Pokemon, and I didn't finish the Pokemon before that. And I didn't finish that Dragon Ball Z JRPG I was finishing. I don't 
think I like JRPGs anymore. I d- they they don't entertain me. It's they f- they feel quite joyless. Too I don't grimy. know what it. But I'm like, and it's w- not- like we've talked about. This one is not particularly grindy. There's no overworld like mobs, random encounters. You can avoid people on the go. The combat's actually very fast. It's it's real time. It's not turn based. The story was great when. Like, at first I was like, oh, yeah, it's a JRPG. And then there was the trial, and you had to remember the things that you had to do. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit's getting real. This is a good story. And then, oh, wow, look at these amazing time periods. And I just I just was not getting any joy from it this the whole time. It wasn't it grabbing was... you. It wasn't calling you back. You didn't feel the need no. to continue at every step. And I think it's something about... I think it's, I don't think it's the game. I think it's the genre has yeah. become a roadblock for my mind. It definitely. That something about it feels tedious constantly. I would agree because I'm going to anger a lot of people, but there's not much to, like, at a, at a, at a base level, there's not much to a JRPG. I mean, if you take this game as an example. You just mash A, and then you have to think like twelve times one for each boss. Like you, you're playing it more for the story than, and that's not to say that people can't get deep into the combat. And that I know, like a lot of more modern JRPGs can be super intricate, but at a casual level, there's not much to it, and so I can see it. Just being like, I'm just pressing A and pressing A, and then watching some text on the screen, and then what, pressing A and then pressing A. That it, I can see it just being not engaging and not, yeah, yeah, not bringing you back. They're not, they're not dynamic in any way, really, because it is that same gameplay loop, and like a physical gameplay loop of like press A, press A, press A, press A. Oh, I'm, I'm, I might need to heal here. Press A, press A. Uh, walk around, press A. It's so that's not that's not dynamic. It's a very small range of possibilities as player. There's very little interaction. Nothing catches you like off guard. What this game did, though, I think is really important for the industry because it had that sort of real-time-esque combat, my partner picked up Nino Kuni, which is the modern incarnation. I was watching it going like, oh, these game devs would have played Chrono Trigger because this is just a 3D space where you can physically move around while attacking, but it's still it's Chrono Trigger idea at its core. And, I was, and I'm like, this is more dynamic. This is more engaging because I feel like I have to do more than just press A because you have to actively dodge or block. Like a, like a South Park one where they added in those kinds of mechanics where you get to react to something happening to you, not just strategy. Yeah, yeah. the Super Mario uh, Bros RPGs. Their RPG. They they do that as well, where it's you're not just you're not just going through the motions. You're given an opportunity to do more damage by actually paying attention and and doing like a quick time event on one of your moves for like crit points. Yeah, and it's like just I think that's what it was missing. Just a little like just engage me a bit further. It's a bit of a sort of game by numbers. You know what I would love for this is I want it to get the Final Fantasy VII treatment. I would love a 3D hack and slash-ish kind of combat storytelling game of this because it's got a cool story. The characters are awesome. The music, like Matt said, the music, the world, everything. And I just, I, I would love to see like fully animated voiced cut scenes and that kind of thing. And then combat that is a little more engaging, like you said. Even if it is, and this is going to be a reference you guys will hate, but Tales of Symphonia has a really cool combat, JRPG combat system. 
in that it is it's real time hack and slash, but it's got like you know you you get taken out of the like um, how do I describe it like Final Fantasies and stuff where you 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 run into an enemy and then you enter a little arena and fight. If it did something like that, that'd be cool. That'd be more more engaging, like you said. I'd like what? the art style to cross over as well, so it would end up looking like uh, like Kakarot does at the moment, like the sort of Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah. Like a little cell shading really cool. animated kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Try and keep as much of the art style from the cutscenes in a 3D version. Whereas the latest Dragon Quest is a little, uh, I think, like a little, uh, it's softer on the lines kind of thing. And like the textures and stuff, like the sh- shading is a lot more realistic than I think it needs to be, yeah, like that kind of anime style, like the new Kakarot game. But did you guys know about Chrono Resurrection? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them, and there's spiritual successes as well, like Secret of Mana and all that. No, no, no. Chrono Resurrection is not the sequel, oh. which is what? Chrono Break? Chrono Cross? Chrono Cross. Okay, yeah, my bad. Uh, Chrono Resurrection was a fan made game, uh, and it looks awesome if you ever uh, saying if you ever think what adrian's saying google chrono resurrection because there's even footage and it looks amazing uh and then square enix was like oh <laughs> this is cool c and d and uh, then, yeah yeah see Classic. you know what I, this was you know what i hate about these companies is like if you're gonna i don't mind if they do a c and d season desist because we're gonna do it but if you're not gonna do it let them do it. Yeah. Because it looked so good. This one, I think, was, yeah, it was fan made. I think they, like, wanted to build it and then approach Square with it or something like that. But yeah, they got C&D. But this would have been sick on the 64 or something as, like, a, a sequel or a redo. But yeah, that'd be cool. It We're not the only ones who think really it. <laughs> uh, or even just, I think, a, like, because. Fantasy Star, those games, they got released on the Switch with, like, you know, little things to make quality of life improvements kind of stuff. I feel like this could definitely warrants, like, a re-release onto the Switch with some good quality of life improvements. Maybe the ability to save anywhere, but without it, desporting the boss. Uh, just to make it more accessible for those busy gamers. Now, we come to the end. we got to give our final ratings... I want to say, make time to grind. You gotta play. Like it really is one of the best video games and one of the best JRPGs. If you want to get into it, because by the end you'll know: do I want to grind or do I not? <laughs> that yeah. I think that's really good. Like the the first eighty percent of the game, you can get through whether you like grind or not, and then by the end you'll know: do I want to grind up for this last battle or do I not? So I, I want to say make time to grind, for sure. I guess I'm in the camp of find time to grind. It's like so. I'm not saying that you must play this, but if you get it, if you get a chance, I think it's worth experiencing at least as much as I did. Um, in the sense of that. Once upon a time, I felt the same way about Final Fantasy VII, and now it's rolled around that the remake is coming out and a little part of me wishes I had a taste of the original before that. So I reckon get a taste because I th- I think it's too good for them to leave in the past. Like it will travel through time. A portal will open and out will step. <laughs> Chrono Trigger. I don't think they just won't be able to bring themselves because it's too loved. But get a little taste of it. I think I've played maybe a third of it going by walkthroughs. I got lost for a long time in the sewers um, because I wasn't supposed to be in the abandoned sewers. I was like, well, what am I doing? Uh, And the walkthrough didn't make any sense. And I was like, I don't have that item. What are you talking about? And then I realized (laughs) I was at the wrong part. But that's okay because I got a taste of it. And it's nice. It's just not... I'm in the camp of if you don't like JRPGs, this one won't win you over either. I'm still waiting for the one that will. Is it a Persona game? Who knows? 
And unfortunately for me, it still wasn't Chrono Trigger. It didn't suck me in enough. But definitely play it at some point. Just have a taste. Pick it up however you can. Wink, wink. And, <laughs> and yeah, like it's it's very it's I can I can a hundred percent say that it is very good, and that it is it's enjoyable, but it's joyless. I don't know how to explain this. It's the weird. It, it hurts my head. I couldn't. I can't express it in words. It's like. Is this what dysphoria is like? <laughs> I, I don't know. Where you're just uh, like, yeah, it's a game. There it is. Anyway, I'd I'd like to do something else. That. <laughs> See, this is it's going to rear its ugly head when we get to uh, Vice City and you're going to be like, I don't like this either. And then you just don't like games anymore. And then you... We've then discussed a- this, haven't we? Cause, and you've even, you've even found this expressed through, like, memes. Are we at the age where we're just not, like... We're, like, we've seen it all, we've, we've tried so much, and there's something about games that is... There's not as much joy as there once was. As society broken me down, is Chrono Trigger the best ever game? Like in existence, and my job and the grind of capitalism has made me just completely dead to the world of these wonderful games, and I just look upon them with a glazed expression, monkeys slamming symbols in my brain, <laughs> and it means nothing. And I'm just waiting for the inevitable heat death of the universe. It's like uh, going to a museum and staring at a painting and being like, I'm looking at it. It's good, but I don't get it. Just yeah, staring at yeah, it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> see, uh, I think it's also because, like, yeah, JRPGs, you make one, like, misstep. And by one, I mean, like, you go down a corridor you didn't mean to. Uh, and then, like, basically any mistaking... Any mistaken grind you do is then twofold because you got to go back. That's the nature of JRPGs. Uh, so I think there is that. And there's other little things. And I, I, I feel like it is hard to quantify because I, I was actually so close to, and I know we need a majority rules, but I was so close to actually nominating Chrono Trigger to get the Busy Boy Award. It was so close. But I, it just fell short just because, yeah, there were a few things like, Having yeah, like just the JRPG things of having to go all the way back. Like I yeah, I was at Lavos the first time you fired him. I didn't realize that you know I wasn't supposed to die, so I actually would go up. Oh, well, that's my last character dead, so I'll turn off my thing and not let it play out the main storyline. Uh, classic Matt, uh, very classic Matt. Um, and then I had to go all the way out, and I had to like look around, and it just took took forever and. It is like Adrian said. It's like the first... I nominate the first 80% of the game (laughs) to get the Busy Boy Award. However, that's not how the Busy Boy Award works. So I'm just going to give this a... Yeah, just a make time to grind. This is definitely a must. I think, like, the grind, yes, is nearly non-existent. As long as you're kind of following... Like, I think the another downfall is I don't like reading what people are saying because I am doing other things like listening to a podcast or, like, just making sure that people on the train aren't going to steal my DS. So I'm not, like, really paying attention. But then it turns out they said, you need to go specifically here. Don't go to the sewers, otherwise you get lost like Michael. And then you end up going into the sewers because you didn't read it properly because you, like, there's a bit of that. I don't know. Is that just me being a 2020 busy gamer boy who's like, I need my my objective marker or I can't do it. I think it's always good for games to just have a prompt, unless it's linear, like a Devil May Cry or something. It should, it, there should always be like somewhere you can go to be like, oh, here's just a reminder. Or like you talk to your, 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 your uh, crew yes. member and they go, oh, can't wait till we get to... Bleh. Or if in yeah, a game exactly. like this, just like in the in the menu, just uh, this person suggested to go here, like or you got to go find the That's rock exactly. in the path. That's all you need. It doesn't have. And it made so much sense that I actually tried it. I was like, oh, well, I've got the person following me on the map. I'll hit A on them. No, they don't. They don't register or anything. 
Well, that's it. It's it is a must. This is a fantastic game. Play the first eighty percent. Get to the last boss, and then give up and watch it on YouTube like the rest of us. Don't pretend. You got. Don't pretend you did it. <laughs> you've got a movie's worth of endings to watch there, and uh, one of them is cool. It's like a developer room thing, where you can like run around, and all the developers must have give, been given like one character that they could write up things for. Um, and you get to like run around and quote unquote talk to the developers. It's cool. Uh, I think it's a new game plus thing, and this game does have new game plus. So you know, it's definitely got the grind if you love it. And that's our thoughts on Chrono Trigger. We got Vice City coming up next. I'm I'm excited to blast through that. A, a new game, a new day. My name has been Adrian. I've been Matthew, and I've been Michael. Characters, these characters are so good. I would like to just bring these characters into yeah. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I hate that I could only pick three. I did not touch Luca at all because I was like, I got Frog and I was like, oh, I want to play with Frog. I got Rob and I was like, damn, Rob. Marl was cool. And then I was like, Ayla, so cool. Oh my God. And then at the end, when you get Magus, spoiled by the way, I was like, I want. There's too many characters. Yeah, no. That's why I want like a. You can, be, you can play everyone. Final Fantasy X does something cool with a system like that. But uh, Am I broken? Thing. Yes. Yeah, you're broken. I'm broken. It's the fresh yeah, air broken. down. You... <laughs> it's the fresh air where you live. You're going to start up Vice City and you're going to be like, nothing. Yeah. I really hope not. I really hope that... I like games. I don't want them to not be enjoyable anymore. Like I'm, I've been playing Corona Trigger like the whole podcast, and my brain goes like, "That's cool, isn't it?" And another part of my brain goes, <laughs> "But is it?" It's a bit boring, isn't it? Cynicism creeps in. <laughs> <laughs>